Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone podcast is brought to you by the Seaside Half Marathon and 5K on October 20th, 2019, starting at the Sawmill Cafe in Seaside Park at 8 a.m. The half starts at 9 a.m. And Brian, do you know anyone pacing that race? I do. I know two people pacing that race. Actually, I know more than that, but I know the two of us. So join Brian and myself pacing. Actually, we'll be pacing the first two groups at the Seaside Half Marathon. Medals to all finishers of both races. And run the 5K and the half, earn both individual race medals and also earn a third challenge medal along with long sleeve tech shirts to all entrants. It's uh, the race benefits the Marine Mammal Stranding Center, which is a really cool thing when the uh, mammals will come up on the beach and things like that. They actually Dad used service. to do that stuff yeah. with the sea turtles and so whatnot. How cool. Great benefit for that. Um, the Triborough First Aid, which is uh, you know the seaside uh, local first aid squad, and uh, the Ocean Running Club's scholarship fund. Um, cool thing this year, too. Awesome. What are they doing, Christine? They're going green. Yes. So they're eliminating all the plastic cups from the water stops. They're using paper only. And they're adding a refilling station. So some, most, some people run with their handheld uh, water so they can refill those as they go during the race. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So let's give you that time and date again. It's the uh, 20th of, of uh, October. Uh, there's a 5K starts at 8. The half marathon starts at 9. If you complete both races, you can actually uh, get a, a third medal for the challenge race. Uh, you know, it's a really, really fun event. Um, the uh, It's been on going on for quite a long time, uh, and it's a great half marathon, super flat, going to have awesome, awesome pacers. I'm pacing the 135 group. Christine's pacing the 140 group, and then there's going to be five-minute increments uh, of pace groups. Brian told me I can't pass them because then All I would the be at the back. wrong pace. Great. Yeah, you better chill out, Conti. It's going to be great. I'm going to run nice, even splits. We're going to have a good time. It's going to be fantastic. You're going to run a 135 if you run with me. I'm not. We're going to be good. So everyone, make sure um, they're all over Facebook, all over media. Um, if you get onto Instagram, um, it's ORC Seaside Half. Make sure that you get on the right one. You don't want to be joining anything in Florida, okay, because that could mess you up. So definitely in New Jersey. Um, please get on their website and all of their information we're actually going to put up on our website, which is twofitcrazies.com. You could click right on there, register, get involved. It is going to be fantastic. Join us. Yeah, yeah. What else are we brought to you by? So we're also brought to you by Conti Fitness and Wellness. That's ContiFitness.net. So make sure if you are interested in living a better quality life, you want some, you know, extra run training or you want to add a little extra, you know, fitness and wellness into your life. You want to feel good. Reach out. I work with a lot of people, whether it be online. I do certifications and, uh, if I'm not traveling and all over, um, Check out, let's face it together, the facial exercise and rehabilitation that is sweeping the country. Get a manual. All right, looking younger by the day. And uh, contifitness.net. Also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. Again, that's my company. We're going to create some positive change in your life with uh, programs to improve your health, nutrition, your mindset, and everything else that we have going on. We do one-on-one programs. We do group programs. Uh, you know, online uh, it can be done or, uh, you know, locally if you are living in the area. Uh, we can take care of you in my office. Um, uh, we've got a lot going on. So, uh, you know, uh, as the... Uh, Calendar turns to September. It's always a good opportunity to reset, right? We uh, we always see that uh, turn to September and after Labor Day as a little bit of almost like a, a New Year's Day. So good time to take care of yourself and everything that you have going on because uh, life is sweet. And maybe you want to run a great race this fall and you want to reach out to Brian or myself to help you reach your goals. Always. You want to talk about running. You're not going to wear me out. That's for sure. Endurance athletes, it. right, Conti? We can hang in there with hey, the best of them. What do you guys need? <laughs> Brian and I got you covered. Reach out to us. All right. So here we go. Next episode coming your way. Enjoy. It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. My last of my rules. Your lasso, your rules, Christine Conti. That's how it works. That's all right? my shirt today. Oh my goodness. All right. It is a, uh, another glorious Friday, hot and humid at the Jersey Shore. Brian, how you feeling? Feeling good. Nice. Feeling good. Yeah. You know, it, it's, uh, it's kind of like the dead of summer almost, but, uh, you know, like, uh, the gym has been a little bit, 
I don't want to say lightly attended, but it's that time when people like are getting those vacations in, you know, at the end get of the Get your summer. asses back to the get gym your and start working out. Well, Cause you're, you're not outside running and you're, I, I'm going to just call everyone's bluff. Get moving people. Wait, here's what I think it is. And, and we're still wired. You know, here, here in, in, in New Jersey where we're or in the East where Christine and I both grew up, schools don't start until after Labor Day. Yeah. Right? In September. Uh, I know a lot of, around the country, a lot of schools start earlier. Atlanta went and back already, a week ago. They've My already started. Sister's kids went back in Chicago already. Yeah, they've already kind of started. So, but, you know, for, for us, like, we're still wired, even as adults, even as people who have been out of school for a long time, we're still wired for back to school. Right? So there's a certain amount of, uh, you know, focus that that is being left until another date, right? It's got, it's it's on the horizon. We're you just told me do that this. I'd start feeling not the back to school thing, and I'm starting to get that where I'm like, so yeah, all right. But but people are still wired. Like people stop taking care of their lawns and their household things until September, and then you know there's kind of like that that football season comes around, and then people start you know fall. making their fall. schedules based on on you know the the time of year in September. So I think that what you're seeing right now is a lot of people just kind of out there sowing their oats for better or worse, um, and and uh, and just not exactly um, focusing on themselves just yet, knowing that they you know, have that line in the sand coming. It's uh that, that is back. We'll to be school. waiting for you back to school. Waiting for you. That's right. I'm like, welcome back. Cotter, the sweat hogs, get them in here. Oh my gosh. So we have a really great episode coming at you. Um, Galit Ventura Rosen. She, you got to check her out. Um, she is in Las Vegas, Nevada. So speaking of heat yeah. in summer, she said it was a, it was a wonderful 102 degrees at, at, uh, what? 10, o'clock in the morning. 10 o'clock at night <laughs> or 10 at night. Yeah, that's right. At 10 at night. Um, which is fantastic. And she, I actually stumbled across her on social media. I love social media. Every once in a while people will pop up on my feed and I'm like drawn in. It's like, it's like the black hole of like, <gasps> and then I start researching the person. I saw that she had a book out and she was a speaker and she really great background. And that's when I'm like, you know, the antennas go up and I'm like, Ooh, that's right. Um, so we got one here. Christine, yeah. Christine's scouring the internet for these pearls. Well, it's, they just, they, they're presented to, to me somehow. Right. And, um, Galit was no different. She actually has a book. I want to get it right. Um, it is successful yes. woman's mindset. And there is activities in every chapter, but she is a, she is a speaker. She's going to tell her story. It really interesting. Um, she is a very successful commercial real estate, um, what, like broker and broker. Yeah. Real and estate. she has her own business and she was very successful in that. And then decided at the age of 38 that, Hey, I'm going to go get my master's in, um, what did she do her in therapy? And she has been, you know, is working part time in, in therapy and, and is fascinated with the mind and, and felt she had a bigger calling. And I know, you know, a lot of us, you know, Brian and myself felt that there was something bigger in this world. And, you know, it's okay if that, that one thing that you're, that you're doing is, makes you happy. But, you know, it's, you really need to explore if you feel like you go to bed at night and, um, Galit says this and that there's something missing. Yeah, pay attention to those callings. Pay attention to those things that those recurring themes, those things that you know will make you feel right or something that you know you're supposed to do. Um, you know, pay attention to it. Um, you know, and, and Galit is helping others uh, pay attention to those things and empowering um, women. And and uh, you know, does a lot of public speaking uh, for both men and women. Um, but but you know, her she her her business is in, in her um, you know her, her her system is geared towards women mostly and uh you know it's just really exciting i mean she tells a great story she does. about how she literally found her voice yeah you're gonna have to wait to hear that yeah. one but it's um galit empowering you and the the letter is you after that that's her business and that's what she really takes great pride in about you know inspiring others you know again we're all here to help people live their best lives and you know she's goes on about, you know, mentoring people and then really taking, you know, mentoring people in business to really mentoring 
their lives. And uh, she was talking about, you know, you hear about some of the chapters in her books about, you know, women saying, you know, she believes she can. Um, she's a work in progress. Um, can, you know, Oprah status is achievable. <laughs> um, we talk about what success is all about to you and, and really what that should mean. And I think this is a, another just great example of, you know, people that their heart's in the right place. And um, I think all of us need a little bit more uh, positivity in this world. And here it is. We love it. All right, let's roll with this one. Episode 118 of the Two Fit Crazy in a Microphone podcast. Here we go. Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And a microphone. We are where it's at. You know what? What? It's another beautiful day at the Jersey Shore. Lots of traffic. Love it. <laughs> I just rolled. I just whipped in here like a tornado. I'm like, Brian, when are these people going home? We do. It's it's hysterical. So, you know, it's uh, it's always a good time in here. And There's some consistencies in life, right? Right. And, and, and one of them is Christine flying in here. With her, uh, with her bags, and, and we're ready to go. Always ready. That's it. Born I get ready. everything. I get everything warmed up. And Christine, you're like, you're like the star. You're the star. You just come <laughs> flying in, and uh, we get everything set up for you so that we're. Uh, we need each other. That's what it is. You're podcast ready. So you know what we're ready for? Who? Episode one eighteen. Uh huh. I love it with Galit Ventura Rosen. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing great, Brian and Christine. This is so much fun. Thank you for having me. I love it. So, Galit, where are you coming to us from? Because obviously we are, we're, we're uh, not in studio today. You're quite a ways away. So where are you coming from us? Or where are you coming On to us? On the other side of the United States, I am in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, viva! How is the weather, by the way? Beautiful yes, August. I'm in a really fun city, too. <laughs> Summertime in Vegas can get a little warm. Are you staying cool? Uh, 102 at 10 o'clock at night. Yep, it's warm. <laughs> so I was there in the summer two years ago, and I came home and my flip-flops had melted to the pavement. I'm like, oh, wow. I'm not surprised. This is, this is interesting. You know, it's just a whole different, you know, a different type of weather. Because here right now, it's, it could be 80 degrees, but we've got 100% humidity, and it feels like we're in the rainforest. But that, yes. you know, dry heat's like, you know, open the oven, stick your head in a couple minutes. And, <laughs> you know, it's, we, we, all got our, we all got our things we got to deal with. But, you know, a little positive spin. We could be freezing. There you go. Yes. I actually visit New Jersey and New York quite often because I have a lot of family there. And I was actually born in New York. So I'm very familiar with humidity yeah it does wonders for the hair <laughs> oh my gosh oh yeah that's for sure especially mine so galit obviously we always say um our podcast you know wellness nutrition health everything to get people to live a more quality life to feel good and just give a little inspiration where you know it's a lot of negative out there and we're here to make things a little bit like brian's looking at me what are you looking at me like that for we're here for positivity, no, right, no, Brian? No, I'm just, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm with Are you. Just I'm, wowed no, by I'm being, okay. I'm inspired. Oh, okay. Um, but what we do is we really love to put some positive things out there, and you just did not fall on the doorstep. Obviously, the wide world of social media, um, you caught my eye, and Aww. you definitely are doing amazing things to inspire people, to get them to live better lives, and I know that there's a book going on right now. Will you tell our listeners... What are you up to? What's going on with this book? Go. Absolutely. I love some of the words you used, Christine. You used the word positive and inspire and helping and showing people how to live their best life. I mean, that's pretty much it right there. We can stop the interview right now. <laughs> I, I think that I've truly spent my entire life in some shape or form 
having so much interest in showing people that. But just the last few years, I've really, truly focused what I call my second baby, which is my business, my second business on empowering people. So just to give you a quick idea, the name of my business is called Galit Empowering You with the letter U. So I think for me, the word empower is so powerful. So I started writing a book, never wrote a book in my life, felt like it was a calling. And it was published in December called The Successful Woman's Mindset. And it was really about the mindset because I believe our success within ourselves, within our life, within anything we want to accomplish begins and ends with ourselves and how our mind either works for us or against us. I concur. I I, uh, I think that that's you know the the it can be the uh, a, a very healthy place or a very toxic place. These minds of ours. Yes. So how yes. do how do you use that and then the mindset and the, and and how do you um, guide people towards the success? Absolutely. So I'm going to start talking a little bit about my journey because that really I'm really big about sharing with people how I got where I am today. As you asked. Because I get asked a lot, how did you find the success? And the word how is something very powerful because that is actually a word that stops a lot of people in anything that they want to accomplish in their life because they don't know how. So when I was probably around 21, 22, I was finalizing my first degree in business at our university here in Las Vegas. And I didn't, I wasn't so interested in following what is a common path when you graduate college, which is you get a job. And I decided I didn't want to get a job. I wanted to find a way to work for myself, which a lot of people don't find very common at that young of an age. And I went out and I got my real estate license. And I didn't, I also didn't choose a very common path again, which was, okay, get your real estate license and sell homes. It's really interesting because when people here have my, I'm a broker and I own my own real estate company, they immediately think I'm selling homes. No, I decided to add on another layer and enter an area and an arena in Las Vegas that was, let's say at the time, I started in about 1995, the average age of a commercial real estate agent in Vegas was about 40 and about 90% male. And so I decided, hey, here's a challenge. Let's figure this out got my license. And then within two years, I was able to open my own company by the real estate laws in Las Vegas. And so once I did that, I found a bunch of new challenges of just really proving myself. And so I had to very at a very young age, learn about failure, learn about how to have a positive mindset, even when things weren't maybe going the way that I would have preferred them. And making the story a little bit shorter, I ended up surviving the recession, which was crazy for a real estate company. Mm-hmm. I changed my company. I had at the time 13 agents working for me, and I changed our path. I really recognized what a leader needed to do, and then I continued to flourish. So now it's been 25 years since I had that company. And around the age of 38, I felt like I wanted to do more. Now, recognize for years I was mentoring people in my field that wanted to get in because they didn't know how. There's the how again. And I was mentoring people that were coming to me saying, I want to get into commercial real estate. How do I do it? And I realized about the age of 38 that I wanted to help people, didn't know how, here we go, went back to school, got my master's degree in therapy. So I said, I'm supposed to be a therapist. <laughs> still keeping, right? Isn't it funny? Like, I'm so, so I st- I continued on with my business, still have it till today. When I got my therapy degree and my practicum completed that, I started practicing therapy part time and realized that that wasn't actually what I was supposed to do. I was supposed to, on a bigger platform, help people and show them how to live their best life, either in starting their own business or getting on stage to be a professional speaker or just conquer their thoughts, as you said, because a lot of times they work against us. So that's really how I got to the company Galit Empowering You, which has been such a blessing and such an amazing journey the last few years. I've been blessed to speak all over the world and work with VIP clients one-on-one and also wrote the book, The Successful Women's Mindset, which really is a journey. 
a journey of 21 chapters, just to give you an idea of a few of the names. It really gives people an idea is she believes she can. She is a work in progress. She is open to the possibility. She turns her past successes and to use in, on future obstacles. So this kind of gives you an idea. One of my chapters, which is really fun, is called um, Oprah Status is Achievable. <laughs> the almighty Oprah. Yeah, it's just a little journey into how can I conquer my thoughts and be my biggest cheerleader instead of working against myself. Wow. So you now have, uh, again, this is something super empowering because, again, you said the word how. How do I do this? How do I – I know I want to be successful, whatever that means to somebody. But yes. how do I go about doing it? Now, for you, what was something that you know clicked in your mind? I know that you kept saying, you know, I, I, I could do this. I could do – did you have people that supported you? Was there something in your world, in your life that – enabled you to overcome those negative thoughts to, to go forward and keep going? So the first answer to that is practice, practice, practice. Sometimes people look at someone like me, and I'm using that as a general, general statement. They see me and they think, oh, she's always had it easy and success always comes to her and look, she's got it all together. And it's this persona, which is not true. Because even someone like me, and you can't see me, I, I'm doing these little quotes, but has to work on it every single day to stay in this mindset. So the first thing I want to put out there is you've got to be committed to this idea that it is for some reason natural for our mind to work against us. And the reason I believe that it does is because our body and our brain is programmed to protect us. So the second that we come in contact, <clears throat> excuse me, with something that is unfamiliar, something that's uncomfortable, something that we don't know, our body and our mind wants to protect us from something that might be, I don't want to use the word dangerous, but might not benefit us. Now, that's a good feature to have when there's a red flag about driving down the street and a car pulls out in front of you or walking down a dark alley. I'll, we'll use a funny example. That's a good thing to have in, in you, which is fight or flight. But the real goal is to recognize that to be successful in your life, and I want to talk more about the word success in a minute, Christine, because of something you said that was perfect, is that when we recognize that uncomfortable is the only place change happens and we get comfortable with the uncomfortable, which sounds a little funny. That's where we can start finding success in what we want to accomplish in our lives. That uncomfortable getting uncomfortable or comfortable getting uncomfortable is something that we live in. I mean, Christine and I both being endurance athletes and, and coaches as well. And that is something where we, you know, we, we say that's where, the, you know, like you said, that's where the growth is. And also it comes from practice. It comes from living with that. It comes from um, observing your own behaviors. It comes from recognizing when the thoughts or whatever it is goes in that direction, what we can do with it. You know, we, you're exactly right. We really like to be safe. We like to know that we're safe. We like to do the safe thing. And when anything you said, you know, like you said, um, becomes somewhat unsafe, like a dark alley or anything. We we have you know alerts that go off that kind of tell us that that maybe that's not the safest thing to do. And a lot of times in life, the safe route is not always the most rewarding or successful or you know or, or life changing. You know the the one that 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 you know puts the tick in our clock, so to speak. Um, you know, is that something that you kind of saw with yourself in commercial real estate? I know you're still doing it, but um, you know. What was it that drew you away from that or decided that there was something more? I think the comfort. Yeah. I think the comfort. I'm really going to be honest with you. I think that I am a really good commercial real estate broker and agent. <laughs> I have sold multi-million dollar buildings. I can do it in my sleep. And it's really easy for me. Now, anyone that's listening, think about something that you're really good at that's really easy for you. 
It doesn't mean you should stop doing it. Oh my gosh, I'll never stop doing commercial real estate. I love it. But I think what happened was I felt like with all the experience I had and all the success, there was something more I was supposed to do for the world, for people. And I'm a people person and I'm a giver and a caretaker. It's my nature. And I think I was, there was something more. So now I started stepping out of my comfort zone. I went back to school at 38 years old, took me five years instead of two years. And I was like, oh, who cares? I'm still doing this, right? Because I was a single mom of three. And also I was running another business and I was like, nope, I'm getting this done. And I can't tell you how many times I wanted to quit, but I knew I was supposed to get my degree and there was something I was supposed to do with it. So there's these things that come up. Like when you said about the red flags, I think sometimes there's a fine line between Something that says, oh my gosh, this is a red flag, don't do this, and wait, is this just fear because it's uncomfortable? A very common statement that's made all the time in our society is, we are creatures of habit, or I'm a creature of habit. How many times have we heard that, right? A lot. Well, being a creature of habit is comfortable. A lot of us take the same drive to work every day. We eat dinner at the same time. We get up at the same time. I'm not saying those are bad things. I love those things about myself. But I know that one of my biggest fears my whole life was getting up on the stage and speaking in front of people. And, I, and it's, a, it's actually one of the top fears for most people. And I realized that to be to do what I was supposed to do, and I really feel it in my bones and my blood, I needed to get past something like that because it wasn't about me. And that was probably one of the biggest, I guess, one of the biggest um, epiphanies for me. Someone that, Brian, a part of my story is that when I was seven years old, I lost my voice. This is not the voice I was born with. Okay. And I have a nodule on one of my vocal cords. And so when I was seven, I lost my voice. And after a series of doctors, I learned I had a nodule and they wouldn't perform surgery till I was 16 because they wanted my voice to stop changing. And it wasn't dangerous. It was, got, you know, it was benign, nothing. So at that time, I was going from speech therapist to speech therapist, trying to find my voice. I mean, it's really funny. How many <laughs> people and I literally had to find my voice. So what I did for years from the age of seven to 13 was I was terrified of the teacher calling on me. I was terrified of speaking up in class because my voice would crack. It would be hoarse. It was almost lost in my chest like a whisper. And one day when I was 13 in speech therapy and almost imagine a singing coach, because that's really what they were doing with me was going through octaves. He said, that's your voice. Stop. Now, she said, that is not the voice you were born with, but it'll do. And that stuck with me. So somehow that day, the voice came out of my chest, and I had to start learning how to be more comfortable. But I still went through years and years of being terrified when I had to do a presentation in school because I would get up and I would lose my voice or it would crack or it would get more hoarse. So for someone like me to be on stage today and speak in front of hundreds and hundreds of people at a time is terror was terrifying. And I think that I share that story with people because I want you to recognize that sometimes the thing you're most terrified of is the thing that you're supposed to do. Damn it, delete. Now we're getting somewhere. I was just going to say. Now we're making progress. This is the podcast. This is what it's about. We always, we always get the, we always get the onion peels. So, so now here, here's what, uh, here's what I want to get into with you a little bit. Now you are very lucky. Brian is very lucky sitting here. I am also very lucky. We have heard the calling, felt the calling. Yes. felt whatever that thing is that there is something greater in this world or greater good or great. And again, I'm not Miss Kumbaya who's going to sing in a forest. I'm not like that at all. However, I, I did, I was in banking. I left, I taught um, high school and coached whenever for about 15 years. And I remember sitting there going, this is so easy. And, and you're, you're complacent. And, and I knew that there was something bigger out there. I loved traveling. I loved presenting. And, you know, people would say, you know, you're, 
you know, you're, you need to be more of a, maybe more of a, a team player and sit in the back. And and I'm like, you know, no one puts baby in the corner. That's not me. And if, you know, that's just not who I am. I know there's something bigger out there. I feel it. I felt it every day. And, you know, there's a lot of people that they teach their whole life and, and that's a beautiful thing. They go to that office building every day and work for that company. And that's great. I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't get it. Because for me, there was always something else. There were more people to meet and more people to affect. And, and it was, it's a very powerful thing that you can't, you know, turn your back on. Um, I always go back to the Langston Hughes poem, A Dream Deferred. You know, what happens to a dream deferred? And the very last line is, you know, does it explode? And really, is it the dream? Is it your mind? Is it your life? Is it everything? Because you're not following your your true calling. And again, I always say that's weird because there's a lot of people and I'm sure for you, you're successful in commercial real estate. Why, why would you go get your masters? Why are you pivoting right now? If Mm -hmm. you're so good at this, I was crazy, Christine. You don't know how many people told me I was nuts. Yeah. I'm I'm also, my mom is from Brooklyn. All right. We got Christine. Why? What? Your job, your pension. What are you doing? I mean, I left a great job, great high paying job. And I said, this is not it. Um, you know, Brian also pivoted and his career and, you know, was, we went from something very safe and very comfortable to the unknown, but knowing that the unknown was the right thing to do and excited about and that. love it and like, you know, and, and looking at it and saying, I don't want, I want to do that. Like, look at that mountain right there that I get to climb, you know, right. it, it's, as opposed to like, Oh my God, there's yeah. a mountain in front of me. I have to climb. Oh. No, it's like, Hey, today we're going on an adventure. <laughs> yeah. I may fall on my face a few and, times, but we're going to get back up. Any climb was, was better than, you know, dragging my no ass climb. to the office again and, you know, driving there and saying, I just can't do this anymore. There's something better for me out there. And I, like you both have said, we can help so many people. Like I've got this story and it's mine. And like this, it's like, you know, I, 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 it really was one of those things where it dawned on me that like, holy, like, holy shit, my life is, I got a really good story. Mm -hmm. Like it's my, I haven't lived a conventional life and, and you know, I'm doing, and I'm okay. And you know, there's a lot of people out there that are struggling with stuff that might not be. And, uh, and they need to hear it. And, you know, and it's, it's just one of those things where that was like, holy cow, you know, the soul's on fire. Let's go. Yes. And I'm going to share with you guys, I've had quite a bit of experience. So when I started Galit Empowering You just a few years ago, I've had an opportunity to speak to hundreds and hundreds of people that are in different what I call uh, places in their life. So professionals that have worked for companies for 25, 30 years, as well as people that have started their own business, as well as people that start their own business on the side. I mean, I've just had such an, a vast experience of speaking to different people, which is great because you get to learn so many different journeys and stories. And this is my take on it. I don't go out there and, and talk about how, you should do this or you should do that. And one of the things Christine said that was perfect was she said, depending on what your meaning of success is. Well, one of the first chapters in my book is um, defining your definition of success. So I have to tell you, it. I don't believe it's for anyone in this world to tell you what successful is to you. I have, I have, uh, I have mentored moms that stay home and raise four amazing children to be great citizens of this world, homeschooling them and, and just really having a full-time job. I've had, I've met men that have chosen to do the same. I've met women that have chosen to leave jobs that when they were CEOs of corporate 500 companies. And I've met women that work as executive assistants and are killing it in what they're doing to help the people that they work for. So What I always suggest first is ask yourself what successful means to you and then think of someone that you see as successful because it's always easier for us to look outside than to look within. And once you find someone that you see as successful, because we've all got it, okay, for me it's Oprah, and we look at that person and we say, okay, what is it about them that makes me think that they're successful? What morals, what values, what uh, what have they done in their life? What do they give back? What have they accomplished? Whatever it might be. And then I say, okay, that's what success is to me. And so I think that's where I would start first. 
Because once you know what success is, then you can be good. So for those people that are listening that are so happy with their lives and doing what they do for 25 or 30 years, good for you. It's not about having to find some kind of calling because your calling may absolutely be where you are right now. But, and this is the but part because I always have a but part, <laughs> but if there's something that you feel like is missing, if there's something that you go to bed at night after finally the day calms down and feel like there's a little void, why don't you explore that? I mean, it's so awesome when you do. And I think that's probably what it was for me, Brian, you asked. I would pass out at 10 o'clock at night after putting my three kids to sleep, after working all day in my business, after taking care of the house and everybody else. And I would pass out. And right before I passed out, it would just feel like something, there was something more. There was something missing. And that's what I started exploring. You know, and on the hard days, sometimes I'm like, why me? Why, why wouldn't that, why can't I just be happy and complacent in this, in this normal job? And my poor husband, like, you know, I'm like, you know, I, I could be that, that wife who's home and always be shuttling the kids and having dinner on the table. And I always say to him, I'm like, I'm sorry. This is, this, it's just not happening. You know, I'm like, the world needs me. I have to go. You know, it's, and it's a joke, but it's, it really is. I feel like there's, there's people out there that are just, I don't know if it's like, you know, you just have something, something's off in your DNA. I don't know. Maybe again, we're two fit crazies here. That's what, you know, we call ourselves or self-proclaimed, but I mean, it's pretty true. And you know what I want to touch upon? You had said about thinking about who you consider successful. And I think it's fascinating when I ask people this because it really kind of gets another layer of understanding of who you're talking to. And sometimes I'll say, you know, who do you consider successful? And they'll just say someone that's like super rich. And I'm like, well, is it, do you, so I guess you feel money is the success and that's what it is. Or is it the person who's, you know, this, this great actor and you love acting and and you see that. And it's funny because over the course of my life, I've thought, you know, I always thought money was success. Success was money. You have a lot of money. You are successful. Well, like you said, you're a, you're a stay-at-home mom. You have three kids. Those kids are great, you know, human beings. You're happy in your marriage. You're a good friend. You're a good sister. You're a good daughter. That's success. And when I think of people who are successful now at this stage in my life, the people that are successful are the ones who are happy, the ones who value relationships over money. And don't get me wrong, when I pivoted careers, I had that moment of like, (gasps) how am I going to pay the bills? And my husband turned to me and said, we'll figure it out. It's, you know, you're not someone who is going to you know, not be successful because the success for you, you could do the easy thing, everyone in life and, and, you know, keep coasting. But if you do feel that calling, you're going to go for it. And, and it will, something will work out. You will realize that if that's bringing you true joy, it doesn't seem like work. I know it's so cliche, but I, you know, people always said that, that it's- it really isn't cliche because if you really look at the most successful people in the world, at least the people I like to look at, Obviously, there's different levels there. They're really happy. And I'm, I'm a big believer in money. Christine, I love money. I think, <laughs> I think one of our taboos in this world is people don't say that enough because they're not supposed to love money. Money gives me freedom. Money gives, gives me an opportunity to let my daughter, my youngest is 15 and a half, go to any college she wants. Mm-hmm. Money gives me the opportunity to do family vacations and, but money is wonderful. I think what you touched on is so important. Because happiness, so a lot of times I'll get up on stage and I talk a lot about my book and one of the things I like to talk about is how to believe in yourself because really that is one of the keys to success. And I'll say I'll say to them and I'll just ask people to yell out answers and I'll say, what does success mean to you? And every time I say that, I get the word happiness. Every audience, happiness. And I think that there is a direct correlation between success and happiness. I really do. And also when you're happy, you're healthier. I can't tell you how many presentations I've done about when you do what you love, and I mean business or in your life, you are healthier. 
less stress, less heart attacks, less sicknesses, less disease. It's just a proven fact, guys. This is not something I made up. (laughs) The more carefree and happy you are, the more you take care of yourself. I'm really big about talking about self-care. Work out, eat right, spend time in nature if that's what makes you happy. So I ask people, make a list of the things that make you happy. We don't do that. We don't do that when it comes to ourselves. We'll make everybody else happy. But what makes you happy? And if money makes you happy, great. Figure out a way to get more. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think that that's definitely a key to success is happiness. I, you know, I, re- I really think that it's worth pointing out that, you know, you said I love money, right? And which is nothing, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. And I too love money. No, I love money. <laughs> I love money. And, and, and it, it, it's the word love, right? Like if you love money, that's okay. And, and, and like loving everything is okay. Whatever it is that you love, like if it's love, it's not, it can't be bad. Greed is bad right now. Greed is, is not loving money. You know, greed is, 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 is quite the opposite of that. It's, it's, you know, lusting for the money and, and those things. So, you know, like that, that love is, is, it has to lead the way, whatever it is, you know, I love a run. I love fitness. I love my children. I love the great outdoors. I love swimming. I love all these things. And, you know, I want to do more of that. I want to, yeah, I love the podcast, Christine. (laughs) Um, and, and I want like, those are the things that I want more of because, in a way, you know, it kind of steers it towards another thing that you said, which is believing in yourself. And I, I think that that is like those moments where you kind of believe, where, where, where you believe in yourself and you understand that, oh my God, I've, I'm going to be okay. Like I believe that I'm going to be okay and everything's going to be okay here. I think that the happiness will stem from that more so than anything, that, that confidence and, and everything, because it's, it, you can't take that away. Um, you know, the, the, and, and it, it's just a great, you know, foundation for the happiness is the self-confidence and believing in yourself. Now, if, if I may, I, you know, as an observer of this, of all of this and, and, you know, your book in itself and, and, the, and the work that you do with women, I see a great lack of confidence in women and it's, oh, yeah. and, and I, and I see it in, in the gym setting and I see it in, in, you know, just my family structure and, you know, I'm, I have a mother, a sister, a wife, uh, you know, the sister-in-laws and cousins and everything else. And, and, um, you know, and I just see it and why, well, you know, it, it's a good thing, I guess, to, to work with. I guess I'm going to ask you why that is or why it's so abundant within the women population. And, and it, it, and, and to tell you again, it's, it's, it is there with men too. It's just that the mask of arrogance doesn't allow it to come out. Speaking specifically about women, we know that there's a lot of crossover. Whenever I talk about gender stuff, I always say, look, there's a crossover. So not every woman feels this way and not every man doesn't. That's not right. There's always crossover, but in the general population, which is a really good way to see it, Brian. And I think if I was really honest with you, I am the oldest of four. I have three younger brothers. And then as soon as I became a mom, my first two kids were boys. Uh So really boys, 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 right? (laughs) Right. And most of my best friends were boys when I was growing up and it's just what it was. And then I had my daughter last. It's, it's really interesting to me. And then I was in a very male dominated career where most of my clients were male and my fellow agents were male. And now I'm choosing to work mostly with men and I still work a lot with men and speak at a lot of male events, but it just seems to keep taking me towards women. And this is what I have found. And I can give you my personal experience as well as what I have learned from speaking to hundreds of women. I have, I know that when I grew up, it is natural for gender roles. It's just what it is. I grew up in an amazing family, had an amazing childhood. My parents never said I couldn't do anything. My dad is the self-made entrepreneur. My mom was the housewife, but I saw a great union and I saw that I could be whatever I wanted to be if it was one or the other or both. But I still think that we are in a society that puts on women this caretaker, caregiver type of idea. And I am that naturally, and I love it, and I will never give it up. And what I have found is women don't have confidence in themselves because they are quick to believe in everybody else that they love and put themselves last because of that natural Thing inside of them. You can call it a natural nurturer. 
You can call it that's why women are the ones that have the kids. I don't know. But I think that there's almost a natural instinct. So, for example, one of the activities or exercises I do in my workshops or at my speaking engagements is I will tell these women to turn to the right to a complete stranger and say, I believe in you. And they will say it with such confidence, Brian, and then they'll turn to their left and do the same. And so the energy in the room, you can only imagine, I believe in you. And the whole room is saying it to somebody. I have them do it twice, one to the left, one to the right. And then I ask them to either hold up a mirror, depending on if that's the activity where I handed them out or say it to themselves. And they'll say, I believe in me. And then the energy completely drops in the entire room. Most of the people are barely saying it, whispering. And if they have mirrors, they are put down in five to 10 seconds flat. So I think the confidence truly stems back to what we said before. They don't know how to believe in themselves. They just don't know how. And there is a way to learn how. There is. And take us through that. <laughs> you want me to take you through yeah, well, Give you us know, a taste. As, as best you can. Give us a no taste. Role, Go ahead, Brian. No, I, I was going to say, or as best you can, or tell us how you, you uh, detail it in the book. I love that. Sure. One of my things to do. So one of the chapters in my book is called She Believes She Can. And every chapter in my book has an activity. And then you can also get this free work, workbook that's 26 pages to do with the book once you buy it. And the way that I walk my clients or at these workshops, women to believe in themselves, you're going to laugh when I tell you. First thing I have them do is make a list of everything that people that they love say about them. That they're beautiful, amazing, brilliant, caring, wonderful, <clears throat> excuse me, organized, a good listener, uh, a good helper, uh, very professional, uh, speak with effectiveness. I mean, it could be a list that goes on and on and on. Committed, uh, likes to give back, whatever it is, they make a list of everything that they can think of that people that love them tell them. And trust me, if you don't have somebody in your life that's telling you something about yourself that you're wonderful, please find those people because mm -hmm. they do exist. And there are so many groups out there that will support you, that will surround you with love, that will tell you how amazing you are because I believe every person that listening is amazing. And so you want to make sure you have those people in your life. So now once you make that list, you now make a list of all the things you believe about yourself. Now this is where it gets tough because people are not good at talking about themselves or writing things down about themselves, but you do the best that you can. And then the next thing that you do <clears throat> is you sit in front of a mirror which this is really tough for women because they don't like to do this, sit in front of a mirror, stand in front of a mirror and say these things to yourself with the word I. I am brilliant. I am beautiful. I am amazing. I can accomplish what I want. I am a good listener. I am caring. You know how powerful the I am statement is. I'm not the one that's made that up. It's all over. I am statements are powerful. And then I ask them to say, I love you in the mirror. We'll tell everybody else in the world we love them, but not ourselves. And a lot of times when I do this exercise in personal development conferences, people just start crying mm -hmm. because there's such a release there. There's such a belief in themselves that, oh my gosh, can I really believe this about myself? And a lot of times they cry because they don't. And they don't know how. So that's where I would start. And the biggest part of success with believing in yourself is you've got to do this often until you do. And then the way that you know that you're succeeding is you do something out of the ordinary, out of your comfort zone. You speak up for yourself. You stand up for yourself. You make a change in a part of your life you're not happy with. That's when you know that it's working to believe in yourself. Beautiful. See, this is right up the alley. Everyone needs to be doing this. I, I coach classes all the time. And the last thing, I'm, I'll stretch some clients out and, you know, be in a group. And I'll say to them, you know, how are you feeling? Just check in with yourself mentally, physically. And I'll say, I just want to let all you guys know, in case no one's told you today, this week, this month, that I'm, ra I'm proud of you. 
So if no one's told you, I'm proud of you and you need to be proud of yourself. And it's little things like that. I think that you just went over with everyone that you tend to forget. And again, you know, Brian and I are very much in the, you know, fitness wellness coaching, you know, platform right now. And that's, that's the kind of tribes we're trying to build, not just in our area and, you know, across the country, across the world of, you know, we're here to support you. We want you to feel better. And we're trying to teach you, give you the skills where you can practice these things on your own. I mean, you know, we can't hold your hand, but we got to teach you to fish so you can eat for the rest of the world. And if we can teach you to be happy like you're doing and using these things to better your life, I mean, every aspect of your life is going to be better if you feel a little bit more confident and maybe now you're going to do something, maybe you're overweight and you're feeling bad about yourself and now you feel a little confident and you go for a walk. You know, I'm not even talking about going for a marathon. I'm talking about going for a walk, you know, going to, you know, meet your friend, um, having a better relationship with your spouse, your kids. And it really starts here. And I love the fact that you are not just in this fitness, nutrition, wellness world, but you're here. I'm in commercial real estate. And now I went and thought it was so important to deal with the mind because that's where it starts without your mind. You got nothing. And now working with so many people and empowering them, it, this just crosses all sorts of, all sorts of lines that is so unbelievably powerful. So I thank you so much for doing what you're doing for so many people out there. Um, again, there needs to be more people in your life that are less cancerous and more uplifting. And yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Christine, fun little story. A few, about four weeks ago, I made a decision and I've been, I'm quite fit and I've worked out most of my life, but I go through stages like, like everybody where you just stop. And every day I would wake up and I'd be like, I'm going to work out today. And I wouldn't, and I'm going to work out today. And I wouldn't. And so four weeks ago, I woke up and I looked at my boyfriend. I said, babe, I'm done. He's like, what? And he sees that determined look on my face. You can imagine. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to start working out five to seven days a week. And I know exactly how I'm going to stick to it. He's like, how? I go, I'm going to get up in the morning, brush my teeth, go to the bathroom like everybody else and put on my workout clothes. And I get up early in the morning, like 5.30, o'clock. I'm an early bird. Uh-huh. And I used to get straight up on the computer. So I put on my workout clothes and I'm going to work out in front of my TV shows because every morning it would be me time to watch my Netflix show around 6.30. And so I, we have a full gym in the house. I brought my yoga mat downstairs. I brought my weights downstairs. I have a huge family room. And I have stuck to it now for four weeks. And I have not taken off more than one sometimes two days a week. And the reason I'm sharing that story is because even those of us that are successful in achieving our goals and our to-do lists and productive like me had to continuously tell myself and just make a plan. So people ask me, Galit, how'd you finally do it? Because of course I shared it on my social media and my journey because that's what I do. I inspire people by being vulnerable and also being honest. And I said, I woke up, I made a choice. I put it into action, I followed through, and I stuck to it, and now it's been a month. And so, in all honesty, those four tips I just gave you can help you be successful in anything that you want to accomplish. And if the how is your excuse, this world is made up of millions of people that know how to do what you don't know how. So find someone that does, and then have them teach you how. Consistency is key. That's what's yes. the secret. The secret is consistency and, and keep showing up, keep showing up and, and look at the podcast and we just keep showing week <laughs> after week after week. I mean, it's crazy. We well, had an I, idea, I put think, it into, you know, and that's it. I think that, I mean, I w- it relates to, to what you just said, Christine, and, and, and definitely what you said, Galit. And, and it's, and it's, the more you practice and the more you give yourself these affirmations and the more you get up and you do a workout in the morning or wherever the, the, the thing is that you're trying to do, the more that you do it, the less you have to remind yourself to do it. So, you know, it just becomes, it becomes that habit. So like those affirmations, you know, if it's a, if it's a conscious effort to, um, you know, tell yourself that you're, that you're, uh, that you believe in yourself or that you're worthy or that, you know, this is the thing that you're doing or, or, you know, I feel great today and, and, and all those things. 
the more that it just happens organically without you having to remind yourself to do it. Um, you know, same with, same with anything, same with, um, deep breaths, you know, the more deep breaths you take, uh, the less you have to remind yourself to take those deep breaths. It just kind of happens, uh, you know, with all those things. So these are just kind of, you know, ways that we can support these, these better habits for ourselves. Um, you know, the more we eat better, the less we have to remind ourselves to eat better. It just kind of goes, it just becomes what we become. And, uh, you know, I just think that, that, that it's great that you can remind people of that and then, uh, and then have them actually do it and put it to, to good use. And Brian, the last piece to that success of what you just said is you've got to know your why. One of my chapters is called She Knows Her Why. You've got to know your why. Those days, like Christine said, when you're having a bad day, when you're down, when you're struggling, what gets me up and running, what gets me back in the mindset, because again, you got to work on it every day. Of course, it becomes easier, just like working out. I'm less sore than I was three weeks ago. It's the same thing. But you've got to know your why. And so make a list of your why, anyone that's listening. What is going to motivate you to get up in the morning? What is going to motivate you to take that risk? What is going to motivate you to eat right? What is going to motivate? I mean, I could go on and on. When you know your why for the struggles and the challenges, your brain goes straight there instead of excuses, which is I don't have time and I don't this and I don't that. Those are easy. So counter react those, counteract them, rebuttal them, whatever with your why. And I'm telling you, it's been one of my biggest motivators my whole life, knowing my why knowing that this is the reason why I'm doing this. So what I want you to do right now, first of all, so everyone can figure out their why and start looking into this, do me a favor and um, talk to us about where you see yourself in another five to 10 years. What's going on? What's the horizon look like right now for you? So I believe I'm a very visual person. And even though I'm not, I can see things I say in quotes, I think that a piece of success is actually doing exactly what you're saying right now, Christine. See yourself where you want to be, even if you don't know how to get there and if it's the craziest thing in the world. So I see myself in five years. So my youngest is going to graduate college in three and a half years. That's the logical piece. And she'll be in college. She wants to go away for college, which will free up my time because I love being a mom, full-time mom is I see myself more traveling the world more. I've been very blessed this last year. I've spoken on 20 stages. I've traveled to Canada. Next year, it's Philippines, Bali, uh, Dubai, Israel, Tokyo, so far. And I see myself in five years being one of the top motivational speakers in the world, female motivational speakers. We need more female motivational speakers. We are a very small percentage of what's out there right now. And I just, that's what I see. I see that I'm supposed to put on these huge events where thousands of women are coming to learn how to believe in themselves. And I just feel like I'm supposed to show as many people as I possibly can in my lifetime that they can live their life their way. I have this motto, your life, your way or my life, my way. And that's my goal. My goal is I want so many people to live their life their way. So tell everyone right now where they can find all of your information to contact you, the information about your book, websites, everything, so they can find out more. Well, the first thing I want to offer is I have a lot of free tools because I know that I personally can only work with so many people. I've only got so many hours in the day. So I offer a lot of value because I want everyone to be impacted. So on my website, which is my full name, Galit Ventura Rosen, you have over a hundred video blogs there to share so many different steps of the things we're talking about. I also have a YouTube channel under the same name and I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram under Galit Ventura Rosen. So you can find, and there's a bunch of like free tools where you can watch videos and really understand. I've got one called four ways to get out of your own way and fun things like that. And then my book is everywhere online, Amazon, Apple, Kindle, Barnes and Nobles, the successful woman's mindset. You can find pretty much anywhere. When did your book come out? How long has it been out? I published it in December Okay. and then I just relaunched it two weeks ago. I changed the book cover and had it uh, re-edited. I didn't change the content, but 
I was in such a rush to publish it that I wanted to re-edit it and hire another editor. So it just got relaunched again a few weeks ago. All right. I love it. Galit, it has been an absolute pleasure connecting with you, getting you to share your story. I Honestly, I love the fact that you shared this story about finding your voice because you certainly have found your voice um, in this world, in this life. And I wish you nothing but the best. I hope to be on that stage with you as uh, women who are making big waves because uh, that's good. Let's do it, Christine. Oh my gosh. I'm uh, I'm ready to go. And um, I'll clap. I I'll clap from the balcony. Got it going. I'll be in Dallas uh, next weekend, actually presenting at a, at a conference. That's wonderful. And whatnot. So Congratulations. that's, um, you know, we do a bunch of uh, presenting with the podcast as well around the country and and whatnot. So uh, I'll have to keep you updated if we're ever in the uh, Vegas area and if you're ever out here. But I am positive we'll be crossing paths. Don't you worry. And um, I am very thankful for you to come on. So thanks so much. Thank you for everything you guys are doing as well. I'm watching and seeing all the positivity that you're bringing into the world as well. Well, we appreciate you coming on. It's been uh, fantastic. And thank you for uh, the kind words back at us. Thank you. And with that said, everybody, it's Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.